Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Literary magazines may not be for everybody, but they are popular among both aspiring authors and poets, as well as established writers and visual artists. Nationally recognized December magazine is published twice yearly here in St. Louis. Unlike most literary magazines that typically do not pay contributors, December does. But this nonprofit also needs funding to maintain its Writers and Artists Compensation Fund. Joining me in studio is writer-journalist Jonah Jacobson, the publisher of December Magazine. Nice to see you again, Jonah. Thanks for having me. You're pretty excited about things that are going to be happening uh, in connection with the magazine, aren't you? We are. It's a big year for December. It's the 60th anniversary of our first publication. And we're marking it in a big way. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, give me some sense of the role that literary magazines play in our in our world. Literary magazines are, on the one hand, kind of a niche, and a lot of people don't know about them. But for avid readers, they really present a great opportunity. They don't come out, um, you know, every month. It's a periodical. Some come out quarterly. Some semi-annually like ours and and some even just annually but they they're like an anthology even though they're technically a magazine they look and feel more like a book and they have a variety of reading material so it's really a great opportunity for an avid reader to experiment and sample with a variety of genres a variety of authors and and kind of get a feel for some new reading material that's out there. It's also a great opportunity for authors, particularly ones who are trying to, to find their way in that literary world. It's true, and find their voices mm-hmm. as well. And we kind of specialize in um, providing a forum for voices that might not otherwise be heard, for established authors who are experimenting with new concepts, new genres, as well as for emerging and first-time authors who are really trying to find a home and an audience for their for their work. Certainly they want to be published, but what, what other motive do they have? Are they hoping that somebody will, will read the magazine and say, boy, I like that style or I like the, something about the presentation? Well, sure. Um, everybody, <clears throat> for me even, a piece of writing isn't really complete until it's been read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of a conversation between the reader and the writer, um, and so until something has an audience and ha- is being read, it doesn't really feel officially done. In the case of December, there's the added bonus that one of the things that makes December unique, in addition to paying our contributors, is that we go through an extensive evaluation process. So especially for emerging writers, when they're submitting their work to us, if work shows promise, and I would say it happens about 50% of the submissions, we provide feedback. We don't send any form letters. We send If we know why we're saying no to something, mm-hmm. then we figure we might as well share that information with the writer. Um, and they really appreciate that kind of feedback and commentary. And, and probably in 20% of the cases that it's really close, it's really good, but just not quite there, we provide really extensive comments and suggestions for revision and improvement. And several times those authors have revised their work and resubmitted it, and we've accepted it. When you say something may not be quite there, what, what, what does that really mean? Oh, it could be a case of um, it falls apart at the end. That mm. happens more mm. often than not. A uh, story has great uh, beginning, a great rhythm, a great pace, a great story to be told, and then an an emerging or beginning author doesn't quite know how to wrap it up. Mm. So it kind of falls apart at the end. In some cases, um, 
the structure isn't quite right, that something doesn't ring true. So it's really close. It's It's got all the bones, but it needs a little a little help, a little guidance, and we like to provide that. Who is making that determination? Um, well, we have a group of about 20 submission readers, our mm-hmm. associate editors, who are all writers themselves, who weigh in. Our managing editor, Jennifer Goldring, and I pretty much read every submission that comes through, sometimes before our submission readers, but always at the end before we are ready to sign off on something. So we gather the notes that our submission readers have made, and they they're great readers, and they make extensive comments mm-hmm. on the submissions, and so we provide that information to the writers. And in the end, it's Jennifer and I making the final call, but it's a consensus process. You also uh, take submissions from visual artists as well. That's that's a little different, isn't it? Um, a little bit. There, no. are, there are several uh, literary magazines that publish visual art as mm-hmm. well. We have an outstanding art editor, Buzz Spector a renowned artist and scholar who's on the faculty at Washington University, former dean of the School of Art there, and uh, he reviews all the art submissions, and we're really proud of our art. It all has some kind of connection to language as well. We have an aesthetic for our art that it connects to, to language and text in some way, and there's, it's just another way to tell a story. Okay. Uh, who is a, a, a typical uh, writer? Let's stay with the writers for the moment. A typical writer who would submit something to you? Wow. Uh, All sizes, I, I shapes, and I colors? I don't think there is such a thing as a mm-hmm. typical writer. We have a really diverse panel of staff, of associate editors, and we read blindly. So we don't have any information about the submitters when we're reading their work. We don't see their cover letters or any identifying information. But it, we end up with, you know, we say we like to present the complete spectrum of the human mm. experience in what we publish. And that happens very organically because our panel of readers kind of represents the full spectrum of the human experience. I would I would have suspected that perhaps uh, the, the typical – person to submit would be young, an aspiring writer of, you know, relatively young, college sure, students. Sure, that, that takes up uh, occasionally college students, occasionally even hmm. high school students, frequently um, because there has been such a boom in MFA programs around the country. Hmm. They are people who are in the process of or have recently gotten an MFA, but they're also often um, mature hmm. people who have concluded a, a career in some other venture who have started writing in their retirement or for other reasons. There are people who have mostly people who have day jobs doing lots of other things, sometimes writing related. They may be professors, English teachers um, who are doing writing on the side or at night. Um, so it really runs the spectrum. I was really surprised, and I, I don't know why I would be surprised, but at the number of awards uh, and accommodations that have been paid to uh, people who have submitted to December. Thank you. We're yeah. very happy about that. I mean, it cover, you cover the full spectrum there. We do, and we really work tirelessly to advocate for yeah. our contributors as well. We nominate their work for different prizes, different programs, awards, as often as we can, any award that we hear about or know about that we can recommend one of our authors for, we do. I noticed, I think, if I have the number correct, I don't have them in front of me, but six Pulitzer Prizes amongst uh, people who've worked with December? Um, I, I, maybe even a couple more. We have six 
U.S. Poets Laureate, who had their earliest poems published in December. That was during the first iteration of December because mm-hmm. it was um, an iconic publication from the 50s to the 70s, and then it died, and we revived it in 2013 and moved it to St. Louis. Also, in the list of author- authors that I saw, I, I again say I was, surpri- I was surprised because she is so well-known, Joyce Carol Oates, among the people who have contributed. Uh, should I be surprised that someone like that would submit um, to December? You know, writers are, I think, by nature, a loyal and sentimental group of people. Uh, Joyce Carol Oates had one of her earliest stories published in December in the early 60s, and then she came back under our leadership and was a judge for a fiction contest um, about two years ago, and she could not have been more delightful mm-hmm. to work with. She was really um, – she was timely, as you mm. might well yeah. imagine, yeah. and prompt, um, but really generous with her time and made ex- notes and comments on all of the finalist stories that we could pass along to those writers as well. So she was really um, – she was just generous of spirit. And we have to point out and reiterate that uh, that uh, you you pay your contributors, which is very unusual. But you've got – in order to do that, you've got to raise money and you've got an event coming up that's going to do just that. We do. Tell me about it. Well, we, in honor of our 60th anniversary, we have established a writers and artists uh, compensation fund, an endowment fund. We do pay our writers already, but every time it's a little bit of cobbling together a grant from here and a grant from there and some funding here and funding there. Um, And it was not something that we wanted to have be a tenuous thing. So in honor of this 60th anniversary of December, we established this fund and then we needed to come up with some ways to fund the fund. And last summer, I met Mandy Gonzalez, and she's in Hamilton. She's been in Hamilton for um, almost two years now. She's starring as Angelica Schuyler. And we met and talked about the need to pay artists and writers. Her husband is also an artist, a visual artist. And she agreed to come to St. Louis on her night off from Broadway. Broadway's closed on a Monday Mm -hmm. night. So we're having a benefit concert on Monday, April 16th. Featuring Mandy, uh, performing from her new CD, Fearless, as well as many of the show tunes that she has performed on Broadway. We are going to uh, – we've had an opportunity to talk to Mandy and we'll be playing that interview with her in, in uh, our next segment. She's, she's really quite a gal. She is. She's amazing. She is – I don't know where she finds the time and the energy. She's kind of everywhere and doing so much on behalf of empowering young women with her Fearless squad – um, in addition to her her regular duties uh, in Hamilton, and she's really uh, gone out of her way to be helpful to December and understands the need to pay writers and artists for their work and their time. As I indicated, we'll talk to her. You'll hear from her, I should say, just a couple of minutes. If people want to submit something to December, how do they do it? You can go to our website, decembermag.org. And we use Submittable. It's a, on, a cloud-based submission uh, program and there's a portal right on our website to submit their work, or they can put it in the mail to us. Any restrictions on the length of manuscripts? Now our contests, we have a contest running right now. Prose contest, our fiction contest is being judged by Ian Tyler, and our nonfiction contest by Dinty Moore. And those have a word count limit of eight thousand words, but our general submissions have no length limits. How much do you pay the contributors? We t- pay ten dollars <laughs> per printed page. Um, up to a maximum of uh, $200, a minimum of $40, 
and a couple of contributor copies and unlimited uh, discounted contributor copies. We will put a link to your website on our website Great. at stlpublicradio.org. I hope a lot of people and aspiring writers in particular are listening today and will join December. Thank you. We do too. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.